Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith. I have a special guest with me today, a gentleman by the name of Philip Ward, who runs a ministry in central Illinois called Christ Help for Men. Now, I met Phil at a conference, a men's conference called Iron Sharpens Iron. And actually, we were at two of those uh, conferences together. And uh, we got to talking and, and I got to learn a little bit about his ministry and what he's doing. And I said, hey, Phil, we should do a podcast. And so finally, we're doing that. I welcome you, Phil. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule as a dad and a ministry uh, owner, <laughs> promoter, founder, whatever you want to call it, to be with me today. Thank you, Dave. I'd like to thank you for this opportunity. God has put me on a crazy path, breaking me out of my comfort zone to do all this. Yep, that's good. So before we get into Christ Help for Men, tell us and our listeners a little bit about you and um, how you came to found this ministry. Okay, well, I'm a father of a child with Angelman syndrome. It's a new new syndrome that's not too very old. And I grew up in and around church, so I knew everything about God and, you know, Jesus and all the stories, but I never had a relationship with him. So when we had my daughter in 2007, he decided that it was going to be a crazy change of my life. We started going into hospitals left and right preterm complications, things like that. Throughout the next four or five years, I would say, he pretty much kind of beat me down and said, hey, you need me. So finally, I submitted to God. I said, I can't do this anymore without you. I need your help. So what he did was he said, okay. He said, I've been there with you the whole entire time. Now let me show you what I want you to do. I'm going to equip you. And that's what he's done. It's been a crazy ride and many, many, many late nights trying to get my ministry off and working. So your daughter has Angelman syndrome. I've never heard of that before I met you. And uh, it sounds like it's a challenge, but you uh, said it was even preterm that you were dealing with this before she was born. Well, the preterm complications are, there's a lot of families that deal with them. My wife ended up on strict bed rest because my daughter wanted out real early. So the bed rest kind of helped. The meds kind of helped. We had sugar issues, things like that throughout the whole pregnancy. And then right at, I think it was 32 or 36 weeks on the dot. That's when she was born. How old is she now? How functional is she? How much help does she need from you and your wife? Okay. She is 14 right now, going on 15 in April. She is what they consider the mid-level to low-level functioning for that syndrome. She needs all help with toiletries, washing up, anything, basic life skills she needs help with. She can drink from a sippy cup, a straw sometimes. Other than that, really walking is kind of the only other thing that she can do when she wants to, assisted or unassisted. But most everyday life skills or life, you know, things that we take for granted that we do, she does need help with. Okay. She does use a wheelchair for long distance and small walks is okay with holding hands. As a father of a Down syndrome boy myself, you know, we were in and out of the hospital the first uh, 18 months of his life. He's, uh, our son Owen had six surgeries and um, yeah, it was, um, 
it was a challenge and I couldn't imagine doing it without trusting God throughout the whole thing. And so uh, I'm glad to hear <laughs> that Lord got a hold of your heart and you submitted to him, walking with him ever since. So the Lord showed you, you know, Ephesians 2.10 says that, that Jesus or God created good works for us in advance for us to walk in through Christ Jesus. So, you know, obviously through Christ Jesus, that's the power, that's the strength, that's the stamina. But the Lord wants us to be doing good works because we're his hands and feet. We have to first submit to him, right? <laughs> and, and then we have to find it. And so he revealed that to right. you, right? And, and he revealed that to you. And you launched this ministry called Christ Help for Men. So why for men and not for families? And why not for women? I did it specifically for men because there is no support for us. If you look at society, society says a man is not supposed to be, show weakness. He is not supposed to cry. He is not supposed to ask for help. He is supposed to be the strength of the family. Right. So without God, we can't do that. Yep. He has to be our strength. I live in Pike County, Illinois, where it's a big deer hunting area. They do a lot of hunting, fishing, things like that. Men don't talk about anything. But as a man, I struggle just as much as anybody else does. But I also have the weight of my family. I also have the financial weight to support my family and things like yep. that. Yep. You know, and as God calls us men to be spiritual leaders. So if I don't have a spiritual backing or I don't have Jesus, I don't have anything, you know, to back that part, I can't do anything else. Right. According to Johnny and friends, roughly 50% of families like mine will fail in the first year. Yikes. 80% of those families, the father leaves. So you're talking eight out of 10 men will leave their family, leaving a wife and child to suffer alone and to struggle like crazy. That's what God really hit me with and said, hey, we got to change this. Men are the leaders of their families. The men are God's army in a way. Yeah. Women are too. I'm not discrediting women by any means, but the man is the leader of the household. He is what God has deemed to be the leader. If he disappears, yeah, it has consequences. You have a broken home again. Yep, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, it's so important, Phil, that the uh, the church, the folks in the church understand that we need to encourage one another. You know, in fact, I, I gave a message recently at my church talking about the significance of fellowship with one another. And part of that is found in Hebrews 10, where it says, let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Of course, not abandoning our own meeting together, in other words, every Sunday, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day coming. So we're to be stirring one another up, encouraging one another and bear one another's burdens. And so um, it's vitally important, Phil, that people come alongside of families like yours to encourage you as the, the head of the household to stay strong and keep your eye on the focus on the prize, focused on the prize. And, uh, you know, you've already got a stressful job and then you've got this disabled child who's very dependent on you and your wife. And then, of course, you have your wife who uh, needs your support as well. And so uh, <laughs> when I was in the hospital during this COVID thing with our son, there were some that wanted just only one parent in the room at a time with our, our baby, our infant son. I would try to explain to them and it, and it worked. They understood and, and they gave in. I would explain to them, hey, mama is here for the baby. I'm here for the mama. <laughs> 
I'm here, her support. Not that I wasn't there for the baby, but you know, the baby really wanted mama and uh, she would be able to comfort him in ways I could never. And I'm there to comfort my wife and strengthen her emotionally, spiritually, and prayerfully during this time. And, and it was a learning experience for us all just uh, to trust God and to find joy in how God is going to get us through this. Instead of looking at it as a negative thing uh, that, you know, we've got to suffer all this, we decided to look at it as Let's see what God has got planned. This is amazing how he's going to get us through all this. Right. And, and Jesus even says to rejoice during your suffering. That's right. Um, which is really hard to do. You know, that's one of those things that you can, you see the joy in it later on. And even with everything with my daughter, she has touched so many people in ways that I will never know. And she has that true love. I can tell somebody I love them. But am I being truthful? When she's showing you that love, it's the truthful God kind of love. Yeah. Yep. Agape love. There's no hiding that. Excellent. Yep. All right. Well, Phil, let's take a break here. But I want to know a little bit more about Christ Help for Men. Uh, You can find them on the internet at ChristHelpForMen.org. That's ChristHelpForMen.org. We'll learn a little bit more about what he's trying to do and how how he's doing it. A vaccine before euthanasia? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with a point. Recently, a Switzerland-based euthanasia clinic posted that going forward, anyone seeking so-called death with dignity must be fully vaccinated first. Now, it's not quite as crazy as it sounds. They're not saying you have to be healthy before they kill you. Instead, they're taking precautions for the sake of the people who provide the so-called assistance in dying. They don't want patients infecting them. Even so, there's plenty of tragic irony here. For two years now, we've been talking about doing what it takes to save lives in the face of COVID. If it just saves one life, we're told, then the masks, the mandates, the lockdowns are all worth it. At the same time, proponents of doctor-assisted dying continue to tell us that people should always have full autonomy over their lives and over their death. And consistencies like this remind us of the eternity that's in our hearts, something we know even when our worldviews deny it. Life is a gift of God. Our dignity is intrinsic because of who he has made us to be. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. An update from Illinois Family Institute, IllinoisFamily.org. Parents are responding to COVID mandates, hardcore sex ed, hate curriculum, and poor academic outcomes by pulling their kids from government schools. They should have the choices of educating their children. There's a lot of opposition to that taking place. Attorney David Shostokas, the counsel for the Illinois Conservative Union, is encouraging parents to contest efforts to make it more difficult for them to home educate their kids or send them to private schools. Government is sometimes stands in the way by trying to impose some of the same regulations that they have for schools that have a thousand students. Government should protect the rights of parents to have those kinds of options available to them and make their own decisions when it comes to educating their children. Explore options to government schools. Click Rescuing Our Children at IllinoisFamily.org. Family Spotlight. I'm your host, David Smith, and I am joined here today by a gentleman named Philip Ward, and he runs and founded a ministry called Christ Help for Men. You can find them on the internet at ChristHelpForMen.org, 
and you can email them at christhelpformen at yahoo.com. On the website, it has my personal phone number. So if you go there, you can find it. It is 217-779-2446. I am a full-time truck driver. Leave me a voicemail and I will get back to you guys as soon as I possibly can. Yeah, we don't want you to be answering the phone while you're driving. Okay, good deal. <laughs> All right, but um, well, tell me a little bit more about Christ Help for Men and what you're trying to accomplish, what, where, and how. Christ Help for Men is a men's disability ministry and support group. What I am trying to do and my goal is, is to help support the men and families like mine, but not only just the dads, the grandparents, the uncles, the nephews, things like that, because we lose our family too in the process, which most people don't understand that, that your own family will actually up and take off because it puts a huge strain on and they don't know what to do. That's the issue. I'm also wanting to equip churches on how to come beside families and assist us. Eventually, my wife, who is going for her pastorate, when she gets it, we're going to switch from just Christ Help for Men to a full-on family ministry. With me starting out right now, I'm actually doing this out of my own home. We are in the process of finding a home church. It's been kind of a struggle with COVID, as everybody knows. But my ministry is also not a very well-received ministry at this point. Churches see the need. They're just scared to step out into it because it does take time. And the blessings that you get are godly blessings. They're going to hit you when you get to heaven. They're not going to hit you here on this earth. But see, the churches are missing out on the blessings that these families can give them. They may not be able to devote hundreds of hours of time, but they can devote a lot more personality. One of the churches I went to, a lady had a son with a disability. I'm not exactly sure what he had. He was the door greeter, and he absolutely loved it. He would greet you with the happiest face on. He would take you right where you needed to go. He knew everything. Sure. He could tell you all about Jesus too. So I am here in Pike County, Illinois, a little town called Pleasant Hill, Illinois. Everything that I do is on my own. And I have actually given this ministry to God and said, whatever he does with it, that's what he's going to do. And I'm just going to do my best to follow him in any way, shape or form that he tells me I have to go. Amen. Are you doing any conferences, equipping seminars, anything like that? I actually just got the okay to do the ISI conferences where we met, Dave. Okay. Um, I will be speaking at the next four of them. Wonderful. Uh, it'll be actually an equipping speech for churches to show the need and show, give them an idea how to start the style ministry. I am working on doing more Zoom meetings with the men on my Facebook group, which the Facebook group is closed. I'd like to keep it a safe place for men to be able to talk. Sure. I don't want to single out ladies or keep them out, but men do need a safe place to be open and vulnerable. If they sure. don't have that open and vulnerableness, they're not going to be truthful to anybody. Yep. You can't fix a shield without finding its weak points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I am focusing more on doing more probably once a week to once a month. Might start out once a month because of my weird schedule for doing actual video conferences and just talking. I'm going churches to churches and trying to talk to leadership and things like that too. Now, I don't know if angel syndrome is a genetic problem. Down syndrome certainly is. But 
I would think, especially in our society today, who is abusing drugs and now we're legalizing marijuana, that there are going to be special needs pregnancies and, and children being born at a greater rate because of the abuse and misuse of drugs. This is going to become more and more relevant to our, our culture, I believe, as we go on. You know, certainly we don't want to abort those babies because they're made in the image of God. And, and they all have each one of these child brings us joy and love and hope and also being used by God to teach us so many different things, including the fruits of the ministry, you know, whether it's patience and kindness and uh, servanthood, serving any way you can. These are things that we need to learn and to be more like Christ. And um, it's not always easy. It's not always easy because, you know, you've got um, busy days and uh, stresses at work and you come home and you, and you've got to be kind and patient, and <laughs> loving <laughs> um, to your family. And the Lord calls us to a higher standard. And that is to die to self and to live to serve others. And the gifts he's given us, Phil, and, and you can maybe speak to this, the gifts he's given us are not for our own use, but they're for the use of blessing other people. And what does Jesus say about the least of these? That's how you treat me is what he said. And, and you're right. What you do for the least you do for me. Yep. Illinois alone, 20% of the household are affected by a disability. That does not include mental disabilities, depression, PTSD, things like that. Those are not included. Okay. CDC says 45 million Americans have more than one chronic illness. That's crazy. 45 million have more than one. Wow. Angelman syndrome. Yes, it is a genetic, just like autism. I'm assuming just like Downs also, there's many different levels. And see the ministry for me is God calls us to selflessly serve. Yes. Means I don't get anything back. My human side, I want to know that I've helped at least one family before I die. But whatever God decides he's, you know, I'm going to help, that's what God decides I'm going to help. If I get a church that realizes and says, hey, I need your help. We don't know what we're doing or we really want to jump out into this. And it is a scary, scary thing to do. God says we all have godly gifts like you pointed out, Dave. It's just what you do with them. And each gift comes with a, a set of blessings. As you're using your gift to bless other families, you get blessed in return. So those blessings that you're talking about may not be here and now. Uh, we may not realize them in this lifetime, but the Lord is very clear on this. We are storing up treasures, that which does not rust and decay in heaven. We're going to be using those blessings for ever. <laughs> so that's a little bit of an incentive. Our hearts have got to be right. And we've got to be serving others as if we're serving Jesus himself. Right. We need to look at our heavenly blessings or as God calls them, our crowns. It's going to give us our crowns. If I get the recognition here, that's great too. But I'm not doing this for recognition for earthly recognition. His blessings in the end are what's going to matter. Our bodies are what they call tab, temporarily abled bodies. Means we're one second away from a disability, um, <laughs> a car accident, something just freak accident that happens. There's an African nomadic tribe that says if you're skinny, 
If you have too many freckles, you're disabled according to them. That's what a lot of people don't see is the other side of the culture. The Latino culture, they will change their entire family dynamics to take care of that one person. They're disabled. So that means changing jobs. That means changing everything. So when we have the church support behind us, we can do so much more and we can be so much stronger. Amen. Amen. I just uh, want to go back to your website, ChristHelpForMen.org. You have a resource tab or resource page, and you have books and papers and podcasts and all these things that you recommend to people. So if people want to learn more and study up, you've got some great resources there, don't you? Yes. And that is even changing even more. There's web resources that'll be on there. I'm going to get the clearance from churches to put churches on there that have disability ministries. That is an ever-growing page. Well, that's good news. Yeah, you've got some great content on here. How do you fund your ministry? Well, it's all out of my own pocket at this point. But as of right now, everything is solely what God provides me to do it with. Gotcha. As more people hear about this ministry, they're probably going to want to either help you or get involved because they need help. (laughs) Yep. Kudos to you. Your heart is just to get the work done. All right. Well, listen, um, Phil, thank you for joining me on this uh, podcast this week. If you uh, are listening and you're interested in learning more, I'd encourage you to go visit his website, ChristHelpForMen.org or email him at ChristHelpForMen.org. I'm sorry, Christ help for men at yahoo.com. And the phone number is 217-779-2446. So until next time, God bless you. Thank you for joining us, Phil. It was a great pleasure to get to uh, talk to you today and to promote Christ help for men. Thank you, Dave, for this opportunity. It's been a blessing. You got it, brother. Talk to you soon. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.